0: My name is Oliver Queen. After five years on the hellish island, I have returned home with only one goal, to save my city. But to do so, I can't be the killer I once was. To honor my friend's memory, I must become someone else. I must become something else. Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of the Fez Talks Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Fez. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about something that, you know, is near and dear to my heart, once again. Shocker, I know. And that is probably my personal favorite season of superhero television. And that is Arrow Season 2. So, without any further ado, let's get into it. So what I'm going to do differently with Arrow Season 2 is that um, each season I've come to realize is has a theme to it. And the theme for Arrow Season 2 is the call to heroism. And what I mean by that is with uh, Dig and Felicity by ollie's side you know ollie comes up with the new moniker which is arrow um for his journey he also decides not to kill at the beginning of the season to honor his friend tommy merlin's memory and and that just solidifies the importance of you know team arrow or OTA, as Felicity coins later on in the series. Uh, And it directly connects Dig and Felicity to Ollie's journey so that they become more than participants. They are a part of his crusade. So starring in this season of Arrow, Katie Cassidy as... Laurel Lance. David Ramsey as John Diggle. Willa Holland as Thea Queen. Emily Brett Rickards as Felicity Smoke. Colton Haynes as Roy Harper. Manu Bennett as Slade Wilson, a.k.a. Deathstroke. Susanna Thompson as Moira Queen. Paul Blackthorne as Detective Lance. Katie Lotz as Sarah Lance. Summer Glau. As Isabel Rochev. And of course, the star of our show, Steven Amell, as Oliver Queen, a.k.a. Arrow. <laughs> Serialized television when I was growing up was not something that happened very often. And in fact, the only thing that I can think of off the top of my head that I actually watched, not necessarily in sequence, because that particular show you know was never a week to week to week show as it was preempted a lot of the times by special events or sports was uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine which I found that I like a lot more in the DVD Blu-ray slash uh, Netflix generation of watching TV but I will say that having watched Arrow Season 2 for the most part As appointment television Every Wednesday At 8 or 9 o'clock Whatever the time was here on the east coast That I watched it Um The season arc captivated me And The Clever tool of having the present And then flashing back 5 years To see what Oliver was dealing with That informs us About the current situation In the present is a really good device and it's something that doesn't get at least tired for me until we're heading into the last two-ish seasons of Arrow where it's more of a gimmick, at least to me. Um, Oliver Queen, in the way that he has written in this season or throughout the show, but in particular this season, reminds me of somebody who's still dealing with trauma and is starting to realize that you know it's okay to ask for help and i know that from my own personal experience because uh after i had a terrible accident for the longest time i Refused help from outside people. And... I was getting... I was getting worse. Until I finally snapped at somebody that I absolutely love. And... Finally got the help that I needed. In order to make myself better. In so many ways. But, um... Like I said, Oliver Queen... Is probably... The best analogous representation of somebody who's going through PTSD or any any health cha- mental health challenge or trauma traumatic event challenge that you could possibly imagine. It's amazing how in this show and in particular it's not the scene that I'm about to put up here into the podcast is not from one of the best episodes. But it's a scene where I feel that. I feel that that scene from both sides as somebody who sees somebody who love that you love and they're hurting and you want to help them but they don't want to help themselves and also as the person who is who needs the help who's lashing out so this scene that I'm about to play is from season 2 episode 14 it's called time of death and it's a conversation between Oliver and Laurel
1: lecture me on how I need to repair my relationship with Sarah when you're the one who messed it up in the first place by screwing her and now you're doing it again you're right this is all my fault
0: yeah yeah yes it is
1: And is you losing your job doing drugs being a drunk is that my fault is that your family's fault or are you gonna blame Tommy for dying screw you Oliver I have stood by you through everything that DUI? Losing your job? little I was concerned about your well-being when you were trying to get my mother the death penalty.
0: Yeah, I and mean, you've been a real stand-up kind of guy.
1: Laura, do you think you're the only one that is having a hard time? Do you think you're the only one with family issues? You, you have, You have no idea what is going on with my family right now. But I am still standing here. And you are still blaming everybody but yourself are you done yeah yeah I'm done I'm done taking the blame and I'm done caring Why don't you go have a drink get wasted go go to Verdun
0: you know permeates throughout people's lives because you know it doesn't even necessarily just have to do with or connect to traumatic events and traumatic people in crisis but also things or situations that have nothing to do with trauma but you're done with all the excuses and All the backstabbing and all this other stuff. In fact, uh, quite recently, I've had a couple of those situations happen. And I made a similar decision to Oliver in that I said I was done. So, in picking some of the best episodes of uh, Arrow Season 2, it was really hard for me. Um, considering the fact that I think this is probably the best season of superhero television. It's right up there with The Flash Season 2. It's kind of ironic that, it, that both of those shows peaked in Season 2, in my personal opinion. But I was just on the Sci-Fi Distilled Podcast... With Mary Beth Rakowski, Mike Rizzo, and Star Trek novelist Dayton Ward. And we were talking about the best episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation. And when I made my list, I purposely didn't include the big episodes throughout the show. And just to prove a point, that you could list like a good... Out of the 179 episodes you could list a good 35 episodes and not come up with, between four people, the same episodes. And that's kind of what happened. Because um, we all had, uh, for the most part, um, a reserve list of episodes that, if our episode was chosen, that we went to. But the best episodes that I'm going to talk about for Arrow Season 2 have meaning to me for different reasons, and I'll definitely get into them. So, in no particular order, I'm going to start this list off with The Promise, episode 15. This is where Slade Wilson introduced himself to the Queens in the present day, um, and Team Arrow, basically, at the Queen Estate, and Ollie's family have no idea that Slade knew Oliver from the island. And, you know, we, we were given to understand the promise that we eventually 100% understand by the end of the season that Slade makes to Oliver that he was going to take everyone and everything that he loves away from him and then kill him. This speaks to me because you know you all everyone for the most part has someone that holds a grudge against them for one reason or another whether it's a good reason or not. But it it's really good st- storytelling from the perspective of my favorite Star Trek movie is The Wrath of Khan. And we talk about vengeance. And vengeance is a very powerful motivator. Especially for the character of Oliver Queen in this CW show. Because as we all know. In the first season. His mission was to right his father's wrongs. And you know. Did it with vengeance. In quotes. Like, like a Batman. Um, and in season 2. We're given the reversal of that, where somebody wants to get vengeance, wants to get revenge on Oliver Queen for a wrong perceived on him. So, that's, and and just to see the juxtaposition of Slade Wilson in the past being Oliver Queen's friend and partner, trying to get off the island with. Slade Wilson without, with the mayor crew out of his system, basically, and um, keeping his promise that he made to him on the island after um, Ollie took out his eye. It's kind of cool. He's the only guy we got on video. The rest of the crew must have come in after him.
1: Actually, it was only one guy. Uh, sorry I'm late. But actually, my train was late. Well, the second one, the first one, I I did miss, but that was my cab driver's fault. I've got this great traffic app, and he thought that he was right. But I'm here now, though, so. Great, who the hell are you? And do your parents know that you're here? I'm Barry Allen. I'm from the Central City Police Department. I'm with the Crime Scene Investigation Unit. We're working on a case with some similar unexplained elements in Central City. So when the report of your robbery came over the wire, my captain sent me up here.
0: So my next pick is actually uh, Double Dose. And they are Episode 8, The Scientist, and Episode 9, Three Ghosts. These are the episodes that introduces Grant Gustin's Barry Allen, who eventually becomes The Flash at the end of Episode 9. Or at least he gets struck by lightning at the end of the episode but it these two episodes speak to me because the flash is probably the superhero because i don't consider batman or green arrow as superheroes they're humans with extraordinary abilities but they don't have superpowers so the flash is the superhero that i connect with the jovial side the being very very smart geeky at times um the only thing that i don't you know connect with is the fact that he can run really really fast but who can um yeah it's just amazing to see two dc characters actually legendary dc characters at that you know interact in a way that you've never seen on screen Grant you that you see them in the comic books interact and even in the uh, the animated stuff, but we've never had a live action Flash and a live action Green Arrow converge, as far as I know. And the chemistry between Stephen Amell and Grant Gustin was really on point. I also especially liked with through these episodes that um not only did Barry find out that Oliver Queen was the Green Arrow but Oliver Queen got very very jealous of Barry Allen's affection towards Felicity which becomes a plot point a little bit here and there throughout the run of the next couple of seasons of Arrow and The Flash but moreover the the thing that I appreciate the most about these two episodes is the world building that It started these two episodes were the backdoor pilot to the flash and we retconned a couple of things in the first episode of the flash to make it you know okay for our flash tv show audience and then That sprouted out into Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl, Superman and Lois, etc, 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 down the line.
1: We both know there's only one way that this can end. Complete me, kid. You're gonna have to kill me. But in the moment of my death, you'll prove one thing. That you are a murderer. Do kid. Stick me with a cure. It doesn't matter. I'll keep my promise. I'll take away everything and everyone you love. Sarah was only the first. She was only the first. Your sister. Laurel, your mother. down his army's been taken out. Call back the drones. Amanda, it's over!
0: So what now, kid? For this last little bit, I'm gonna choose the last four episodes which i think are really really epic and just so we're gonna start off with episode 20 seeing red it's the episode where roy goes on Miracle rampage and isn't thinking for himself um he injures ollie in a fight so bad that uh ollie eventually has to use drugs later on in the episode, to, uh, to take down Roy with the, uh, the, the snake venom to put him under that the, uh, League of Assassins uses. Um, Thea brings in, uh, Roy to Verdant so that they can trap him, but Thea doesn't know that Ollie's the Green Arrow yet. Um, Moira, before Slade kills her, informs Oliver that she's known that he's the arrow since the undertaking, and that she could not be more proud. Once uh, Roy has been subdued, Slade takes Thea, Ollie, and Moira, and gives Oliver the same choice that was given to him about Shadow and Sarah, and Moira sacrifices herself for her children one more time. And in a flashback, we find out that, uh, Samantha Clayton, uh, Oliver's kind of sort of side piece while he was still dating Laurel way back in the day before the, the, uh, the Queen's Gambit um, was pregnant and Moira pays her off and tells her to tell Oliver that that she miscarried but we'll get to that later on in the series next up is City of Blood uh, episode 21 Uh, Oliver doesn't show up to Moira's funeral we find out that Oliver has another bunker that isn't the main bunker And with the help of Amanda Waller, Dig and Felicity track him down. Um, Oliver also decides that he's going to surrender to Slade so that he can save as many people as he can. Dig and and, uh, Felicity inform Laurel, and they capture Oliver before he's able to go through with it. And they give... Ali, the documentation that uh, Brother Blood, or Sebastian Blood, has known about the plot to kill Moira, Moira and everything else and the uh, Mirakuru so- soldiers. And in the flashbacks, uh, Anatoly uh repairs the, the the Amazo so that Ollie can do his rescue mission for Sarah uh, Streets of Fire, episode 22, uh, Slade's men continue to terrorize the city, and Felicity and Diggle outwit Isabel Rocha by running over with the van, hoping that she's dead, and, you know, escape, uh, they all, you know, retreat to, uh, Sarah Lance's, uh, You know, hideaway um, with Roy, and they eventually get the Mirakuru um, antidote, and you know they administer it to Roy. Um, Laurel gives her sister Sarah the the moniker of the Canary, so that's kind of cool. And uh, Amanda Waller tells you know Oliver Queen that they're gonna bomb S- Star City or Starling City because of the Mirakuru threat because there's nothing that they can do to fight off the super soldiers. So she makes that choice. Now we go to episode twenty three where. It's the season finale, a lot of stuff happens I'm actually just going to read the the synopsis for the episode because it's so freaking epic uh, In the flashbacks, the Amazo sinks as Oliver planned he, presumes, he presumably kills Slade while Sarah disappears overboard Later, Oliver awakens in Hong Kong where he meets Amanda Waller for the first time in the present, the cure works on Roy. Sarah arrives with Nyssa and the League of Assassins to provide backup for Oliver, who gives Roy a red mask and gives him the moniker Arsenal. They confront Slade and Isabel at Queen Consolidated. Nyssa kills Isabel and tells Oliver he needs to kill Slade, who escapes. Meanwhile, Dig and Lila free. The Suicide Squad members and enlist their help to try to stop the drone strike. Quentin is seriously injured. Thea meets up with Roy, but when she finds a bow and arrow, she loses trust in him and leaves the city with Mar- Malcolm Merlin. Oliver and his team successfully use the cure on all of Slade's men. Oliver tricks Slade into kidna- kidnapping Felicity, believing that she is Oliver's love. With Slade in prison, on the island, Sarah rejoins the League as payment for helping the city. Lila is revealed to be pregnant from Dignal, Diggle, and Clinton collapses as a result of his injury with the crew soldiers. So the finale of the, these four episodes, big storytelling, big, 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 big storytelling. And what I find very, very fascinating is they use a mini flashback towards the end of the episode to show how they tricked Slade because Oliver knew that Slade was spying on him whether it was in the bunker at the estate wherever. So in order for Slade to be tricked he had to believe that Felicity was Oliver's love. Well, hint hint, Felicity really is but he hasn't really figured that one out yet. Um... And they come up with a plan to inject Slade with the crew cure because they believe that Felicity is going to be perceived as meek and weak so that she wouldn't be a threat. I wish I kind of clipped the, the little interaction between Ollie and Slade for that um but in that scene Slade has also captured Laurel because Laurel is the love that uh Slade knew from his time on the island with uh Ollie so much emotional stuff happens Moira is killed you know we find out that Um, maybe it's a couple episodes beforehand, and I may be confusing it a little bit, but Thea finds out that Malcolm Merlin is actually her dad. Uh, So many things, and the amount of sacrifices that everybody made in order to take down Slade, you know, this whole season was very epic. That's probably the best way to describe it. And, uh, I don't think any other season of superhero television has ever felt that way for me, before, or since. Um, the only thing that comes relatively close is probably, like I keep saying, Flash season 2 because of Zoom and, you know, and I'll talk about that eventually. But my overall thoughts on Arrow season two is probably the strongest season of Arrow. The writing, the acting, everything in it. Even the so-so and terrible episodes in the season are still relatively rewatchable and you can find, uh, find little things in it that you can enjoy. Like I, like I said with the whole clip from Time of Death, uh, that's one of the one of the episodes where it's not a really good episode or even a, an okay episode it's just something that I latched on to and there's tons of those types of things throughout the good the bad and the ugly of any CW superhero show I feel like especially an arrow because it's more It's definitely more grounded, especially early on and then towards the back half of the show than any of the other shows. (coughs) I hope you guys enjoyed my little review of Season 2 of Arrow. If you haven't already, make sure that you guys go check out Mary Beth and Mike Rizzo on Sci-Fi Distilled. Every Wednesday at seven PM Eastern Standard Time on Facebook Watch. Also check out Roy's Tie-Dye Sci-Fi Corner. Fridays seven PM Eastern Standard Time, and Sundays also at seven PM Eastern Standard Time. Also on Facebook Watch, the Black Alert Podcast. If you're start if you're a Star Trek fan, go check them out. The Inglorious Trexperts and the Trek Experts briefing room. Also, if you're a Star Trek fan, go check them out with Darren Doctorman, Mark A. Altman, and all the other Trek experts like Lisa Klink and Ashley Edward Miller. If you haven't already, what are you doing? Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. You can get us anywhere: Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, basically where you get all your. Podcast also Anchor, how can I forget that? And if you want to get in touch with us, make sure that you do so, because we love hearing from you guys. The old-fashioned way, email feztalks at gmail.com. Facebook, feztalks-podcasts. And Instagram and Twitter, at feztalks. Soon enough, I'm going to come back with a episode... Review of one of my favorite baseball movies. It's called 61 by Billy Crystal. It's the chase between Mantle and Maris for the home run title. Until next time, guys. Oliver,
1: what happened? Motorcycle accident was stupid. Yes, this would be the second accident in as many weeks, if my math is correct. Mark says you're dropping out of the race. The truth is, I should have done it weeks ago, after Thea was abducted. My complete focus needs to be on repairing our relationship. Mom, well, what's happening with Thea right now isn't because you aren't spending enough time with her. Well, maybe not. I have to do something, and I'm not sure what else to do. See, I hate you right now because of the things that you've done. Terrible things. So let her see you do something good... ...as mayor. Mom, I know a little something about... ...sacrificing the people closest to me... ...for the good of this city. It's what you need to do now. I know.
0: Good. Oliver, I know. I know. I've known. Since last year, I suppose.
1: The night of the undertaking, everything became so clear. Pretty much the night I stopped sleeping. Before you say anything else. There's nothing else to say. Nothing I need to say.
0: Except I could not be more
1: proud.